Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I'm very happy to be able to show you a conversation I had with the wonderfully talented and very funny Irishman in Germany. Here we go. Lawrence, thank you so much for being on today's show, man. How are you? Great, man. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Where are yeah, you based, I actually? I'm not, I don't think I know exactly where you... I mean, you don't have to say exactly where you live, but whereabouts? In Baden-Württemberg, uh, somewhere close to uh, Lake Constance there. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, it's pretty, dude. Yeah, It's a super nice part of the world. I mean, the whole of southern Germany, I think. I don't know. I've been, I've been around Germany a little bit. My brother used to live in Berlin and... Um, I had an uncle who lived in a place called Recklinghausen, and um, yeah, it's a beautiful country, man, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. It's like every every little town you go to, every little village, it's just nice. It's a nice, nice country. Uh, how would you compare where you are to, I mean, you know, the famous Irish countryside, as, as people always talk about? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question, actually, because people are like, when I say I'm from Ireland, people always say, oh, so sure and so beautiful, you know? And it is beautiful, man. But also then I, I find myself thinking, but it's also stunning here, you know, here, like Ireland is famous for those, uh, you know, the, say the cliffs and mower or rolling landscapes and everything. It does have all that here also has it, but it has the weather as well. Like in Ireland, mm. um, one of my jobs used to be a, a history tour guide and uh, I take, um, take a lot of tourists out around all the, all the sites. And some days it would be a bus trip out to the west of Ireland and um, you'd have all these Americans on and it's their one trip. They they come over to Ireland and they're going to do it one time and go and see their family uh, roots or whatever. And it was be raining so often, like so, so often. It was horrendous, horrendous weather. And it's it's devastating. <laughs> you feel it feels sad for them, especially like I don't know if you know what the cliffs of Moher are, these stunning uh, cliffs on the on the west coast of Ireland looking over the Atlantic. But very often, I man, I take them to the edge and you look off and there's just clouds underneath. You can't see you can't see the ocean or nothing. So uh, <laughs> it's a bit bit sad for them. But yeah, Germany, man, it's it's stunning. I mean, like I, I, I Ireland is beautiful, but also I think Germany really is just it's another level, to be honest. I uh, all I had to do was type in cliffs, it, uh, just cliffs. And immediately it's like, <laughs> of, of Moher, of Moher. <laughs> that is yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, look, that's where they shot uh, some, one part of the Harry Potter uh, movie. Yeah, I think they shot Star Wars there as well, if I remember correctly. God, that's gorgeous, huh? That's they really shot pretty. a bunch of stuff there, dude. It's really, it's, it's really something, actually. It's a, it's a, it is proper stunning. It's, a, it's very cinematic. I, yeah. uh, but I can totally imagine being a history guide and taking Americans to, to this area, and it's just pissing rain, cloudy, windy, and you're just there in your full body poncho and brother like. Welcome, guys. I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> that was it, man. Like probably 80, 90 percent of the time, you know, really. And, uh, when you look at it on the photographs, uh, it's gorge. But uh, but then, yeah, like often, man, they'd stay like I would bring them to a location. And the idea is that then they jump out of the bus and they go for a walk around or whatever. Oftentimes they would stay in the bus. Uh, really? and uh i was thinking oh shit you know this is awkward and uh then i'm trying Very to entertain American. them and stuff but uh but the weather was that bad uh often that that kind of thing happened at the, at the same time you get lovely days sometimes and it's still it's still a good crack you know 
Mm. So, yeah, I've seen some uh, content recently from some some Irish content creator. I'm not sure, just some, someone on on TikTok that came through, and it was making fun of these Americans who take these trips and like what the real life experience is. And it right. was um it was like a stitch. And the first part was this um I'm I'm assuming American, uh, walking you know in some beautiful field somewhere in Ireland, and by some chance, by some miracle, it was like sunny. And, and nice and they were kind of holding the camera up and spinning around and then it like cut to the, the real irish guy in some town and it was cloudy yeah. and kind of sprinkling rain and miserable and he's like why can't i get that why why did the tourists get to see this and i don't i never get that where is that <laughs> yeah yeah for real yeah yeah that's 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 reality that's reality on the ground the cold hard <laughs> truth but uh i totally agree with you though I, like i i think um coming where like where i come from in new orleans or in the south i i can i think as i get older i can appreciate more of the beauty of the place where i grew up mm. i mean new orleans is, is definitely a city and i do love cities and i, I think I, I tend to be sort of magnetized or just drawn towards cities more right for, for some reason maybe it's because i grew up on such a, like such a such a rural area um, but as I get older, this rural area that I, as a kid, was in Mississippi. Um, I, I every time I visit or like every time I kind of relive something, I, I'm more and more grateful for it, and, and I can appreciate it more. Like these rolling, you know, the amber waves of grain, these rolling hills mm. with the Mississippi sunset, and like the you know endless cornfields, and and it's so it is beautiful. It is kind of like mystical in a way, and but. Uh, because I'm yeah. feeling that more, I can really see that more in Germany too. Like I can appreciate it more than I did my first few years here. I think. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm. I'm kind of the opposite in the sense that I grew up in a city, and then I. I'm kind of now, you know, I. I. I kind of wanted the countryside, wanted the opposite thing, but now that I'm in the countryside, of course, then sometimes you miss the city. You know, it's always the. It's. Yeah. It's always the yearning for the other thing, I guess. And the. But yeah, like um. What city did you grow up in? Uh, in Dublin. In um, Dublin, okay, nice. In Dublin, yeah, and uh, Dublin's a cool city. Like, it's a small city. It's about it's about a million people. It's not not super small, but you can walk around it or cycle around it anyway. And it's it's great atmosphere, good vibe, uh, great crack. Um, That's where you were born and raised. I was actually born in Saudi Arabia. What? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got uh, so tricks my... up his sleeves, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my folks were working out there um, in the eighties, and uh, and then I I was had out there. Actually, they they really had no intention of moving home. Uh, only that the Gulf War happened, and uh, there was uh, missiles flying over the uh, the place where they were working, and they were they were all kicked out. They said, "Okay, everyone has to get the hell out of here." Wow! Um, but I would they you know they were very happy there, man. They um they said they were going to stay there for for a long time more. I spoke fluent Arabic when I was a kid, um, and Whoa. I've lost it all. It's very sad. Like um, my mother can still speak it, um, but. Uh, we went to Morocco on a on a holiday a few years back, and she had always said, "Like I still have the Arabic still there." And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure you do." But dude, she got in. We got in a taxi and we drove from the airport to a, a place called Essaouira, where we were where we were staying. She talked uh, Arabic the whole time to the uh, to the taxi dude. It was very impressive. But I used to speak it. I she, I spoke it um apparently as good as English when I was wow. there, and uh, I was there till I was three or four. I can't remember. 
but uh, but then yeah, we came back to Ireland and uh, it just fell by the wayside. And now I've got, I've got nothing. It's it's sad because uh, like if you have two languages, especially when you're a kid, it makes it easier to learn another one, a third or a fourth. It has those opens those neural pathways and exactly. Uh, so, Exactly. So it's a shame, but it's gone. So now I'm just struggling to learn German instead. Man, yeah. I'm, I completely feel you on on that part. Like, um, I a couple of weeks ago, I had um, you know, Austrian Kiwi, this guy Johnny. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so I had him on the podcast, and man, like being around him, and for him, you know, he he has such a different rhythm and a different melody when he speaks like this Austrian sounding hmm. german it's completely it's a totally different dialect like it's i would even yeah. just call it austrian and call german german it's so separate but um like being around him on that day uh is very it, it's intimidating because i i think hmm. you know i've passed b1 for my visa so i have that in the, in my pocket but I, I mean i'm losing it more and more each day i just don't get myself into a position or around people where i'm required to challenge myself more with it how is it for you hard man yeah it's tough it's really it's tough. tough man like it's also it's made tougher for sure by the fact that i'm lazy with it you know i definitely could and should put more work into it but uh number one the germans have fantastic english for the for the most part in my experience it's just it really puts me to shame i feel embarrassed all the time when i I'm listening to them, the classic thing, you know, yeah, you say, oh, do you speak a bit of English? And of course they give you the, oh, little bit or not <laughs> yeah. so much. And then they can, yeah, they can write a dissertation for you or whatever. And, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so, so does that. I kind of, yeah, in general life, when I kind of start speaking in German, they'll tend to switch into English and then I just roll with that. But look, it's getting better. It's, I'm climbing the mountain. I'm on the mountain somewhere. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> in it's, some ways, it's nice though, in the sense that isn't it? it's very similar to English. That's the kind of. It's almost like a a cruel joke in that it's like so much of it is so similar, but yet it's still so difficult. Like so many of the words are similar. You like you just put the, the, the sentences are just backwards to us. And um, it's like doing math on acid or something. Yeah, it is. You know, it is. it's like it's just a, a mechanic of something that should be simple, and you kind of see the simple thing inside of the more complicated mm. thing but you're not sure like you don't have the tools to get to that simple part you have to you can't get through that hard shell of insanity yeah yeah, yeah for sure how uh how long have you lived in germany now just over three years now i think but man i think for just three years that you're doing pretty good so it sounds to me i mean just in terms of also your acclamation to the culture and stuff you know Right. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. Or do, it's, or it's or how do you feel? Enough. Do you feel that way or do you still feel pretty alien? No, no. Like I feel I feel I feel pretty grand, to be honest, uh, in terms of um, sliding into the culture in the sense that um, I love Germany. Like I, I, I love German people. I think uh, I think it's a cool country. I think they're uh, weird and interesting humans, you know, um, they are weird. They're they weird. Are weird. It's, it's, it's hardcore. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I always find that um, they're uh, when I get locked into deep conversations with them, they're interesting, deep, weird people, you know, and yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, there's no messing around with them. I, I, um, they're so, they're so honest. And so, uh, yeah, just, it's, it's, I, I, res I respect it. I think, you know, in Ireland, mm -hmm. it's very different in the sense that people are super friendly. It's, it's, I guess, more like, bit like American culture where, you know, everything is super friendly and happy, but also there's uh, sometimes there's a sheen of, um, of fakeness or of just um, uh, kind of going through the motions of um, being overly polite and stuff. And 
you don't get that here and i i yeah that's it's refreshing in a way and um that's fair yeah that's very fair it's it's yeah it's it's interesting but no it's it's i guess to answer your question yeah i feel i feel i feel okay kind of like um inside the culture and stuff but um still absolutely like an alien uh on many many occasions i make plenty of mistakes i thought i had my shit reasonably together before i came here no no <laughs> uh i i need to improve as a human on all fronts uh yeah so, i feel like if yeah. you don't have every single like compartment of your life um finalized and and able to take full responsibility for it the germans will single it out like it like immediately like a sour grape in a, in a box of fruit like there's the problem you know? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for you sure. Know? It's it's crazy. I had this conversation with a friend yesterday. It's so impressive how even the youngest Germans, I feel like, and I mean, I guess of course it depends where they come from. Maybe I can really only speak for Bavarians, but like the the youngest people, uh, like even uh, this podcast started with a with a regular co host. It's still like a, he comes back every once in a while, but he's he's a young friend of mine. Like and young in my terms now, he's twenty five, which is young. But um, when I first met him, he was 19, 18 or 19. Right. And even then, even when it, like my first year or so, when he was 18 or 19, uh, whenever I had questions or thoughts about something even remotely bureaucratic or just something that was outside of the immediate, like with that, outside of this guessing realm, you know, like you can kind of guess like, oh, maybe I should maybe go there if I want to get that. But that next step where I just have no idea where to go or what to do or what to sign or something with taxes or insurance or, you know, the red letters that come from the Ausländerbehörde, like all these things. He was just somehow a teenager. He was like, oh, yeah, this is the uh, the Steuer da, 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 Erklärung. And you have to go to the Finanzamt. And uh, of course, you just take this form. And it's a C97 form. You can just call them and they'll send you something in the mail. I'm like, how do you know that, though? <laughs> but how do you know that? When I was yeah, a teenager, they... I, n- I never knew anything like that. I barely had a bank account at 19. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a different universe, man. I think it's just drilled into them, you know? It's the, it's the, it's just drilled into them. Yeah. Uh the way they go about simple things like cleaning, you know, like this like this on a Saturday morning, they just they have these I mean it, and it's not just once or twice I've seen it. They seem to just all have these they're just they're just more organized. It's yeah. tr- it's just they just they just do shit in an orderly and construct constructive way and it is it's impressive to watch, but it makes you feel uh <laughs> Makes you feel inadequate, you know, dude. I mean, of all the things that you and I mock them for, it's definitely there, there's some behaviors like this, the cleanliness or like um, the, the house shoe mentality. I mean, maybe that's also very common in Ireland, but in, in the US, that was something yeah. that, um, you know, I adjusted to here. I felt like I was in Japan or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This this cleanliness and the thing with um, the organization and the responsibility and Amongst all that, there's a lot of things that can easy, can be easily mocked, but there's also, and in, in all the sport and hiking and stuff, amongst all that is actually really healthy behaviors. Mm, totally. Yep. Totally. Being more responsible, being on time. I mean, and don't tell anybody that I said this, <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually really uh, healthy uh, behaviors to adapt, to pick up. 100%, you know, if, if everybody 100%. around you, you know, whether or not they look like absolute idiots doing it if they're cycling more and hiking more and doing their paperwork the day that it comes in and showing up early to things and making sure to do something as small as just stay hydrated like all these little behaviors yes they look like losers and that's funny but they're also like kind of rubbing that off on you totally totally man no i i i it's just been a few years but i can feel myself improving 
on on all fronts. Absolutely. Um, it, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, I am uh, just being being in the environment and uh, watching the way they operate. Um, it's it's brought me up, you know, uh, yeah. because I'm naturally quite a, I think a quite all over the place kind of person, a forgetful, um, uh, you know, reasonably disorganized, and um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's it's improving me, I think for sure. Oh, dude, I'm I'm in exactly the same boat. I, I'm I'm exactly the same. Uh, type of person like so you've been here about about three and a half years did you like did you start uh in germany and specifically where you are now like for a particular reason was it like for a partner or for a job or did you just want to try something fresh did you have a you said your cousin lived in berlin right or your brother yeah my brother was living in berlin um but the the on and off for about 10 years or so he um he had a or has a techno record label Oh, wow. uh, that he was running and he was doing um, gigs over there. And um, so he was kind of back and forth and stuff. So I visited him a bit, little bit. But um, but yeah, no, I, uh, my partner is, is is from Germany. So she's from this area here. And uh, yeah, so that was that was the, the main reason uh, we were living <laughs> in Dublin for uh, for about four years or so. And then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And then we lost our jobs and whatever. And um, she came back to Germany. She wanted to spend it here. Um, sure. rather than being cooped up in our in our small apartment in Dublin. And I initially stayed in Dublin. I had probably the best time in my life uh, during that early pandemic, actually, as bad as the pandemic was. What did you do? It wasn't for Lawrence. Uh, I uh, I was basically uh, playing guitar in my underpants and drinking for uh, <laughs> for months. That 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 was it. It was uh, it was fabulous. I woke up in the morning. I never got dressed. I woke up in the morning and I just plugged in the guitar man and smashed it out. Uh, the apartment that I was living in, there was um, there was a couple of other apartments attached to it. And those people who were living there, they went back to their family homes, like in the countryside or whatever, because the city was shut down. There was nothing happening. The jobs were, were stopped. So people just left. I stayed there. And so I was able to jack up the amp uh, to the max, and just yeah. uh, it was it, yeah, it was a it was a beautiful, beautiful time uh, in amongst all the terror that was going on. I was just there in my room having having a ball, and so that went on for a few months, and then um, then I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" Uh, this uh, <laughs> this uh, the walls like came you, came crushing. In. <laughs> you opened up your bedroom door and just pushed like whiskey bottles, like click 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 click. Lawrence, it's yeah, time to go pretty home. Much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, we've all had our, you know, Richard Manuel from the band. Oh yeah, yeah. We've all had our had our Richard Manuel summers. You know, everybody yeah, yeah. drinks a little good, too much. Good time. Um, how long have you played guitar for? Is that something you you uh, just a hobby or something you pursued or? Yeah, no, uh, playing guitar for over twenty years. It's a big uh, big part of my life, and uh, I'm a guitar teacher as well. Actually, here. Uh, oh, nice man. Do and uh, so. I was doing it in Dublin a little bit, but then really um, uh, stepped it up over here because when I came over, I was thinking, oh, one of the one of the things I can do is hopefully um, t- keep teaching the guitar. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really think it would work. I didn't know how to go about it. I just stuck up signs like in uh, the supermarkets and stuff, like old yeah. school, and it worked. You know, people just uh, people just called, and then it kind of snowballed, and then got a bit of a guitar business going on. So it's so it's sweet, yeah. Dude, that's great. You started that from the first uh, stretch of time when you were looking for some under the table cash. 
Yeah, pretty much. As soon as I got here, I uh, and it, it was because it was still during the pandemic, so I didn't have a job here for 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 a long time because it was there was nothing going on, and so I just started putting those signs up, and um, and that's what got me up and going. Yeah, so Dude, you, you play you play music as well yourself, don't you? That's right. Yeah, and I did the yeah, same sweet. thing. Like I came when I came here, I didn't have uh, any jobs. I was doing like restaurant gigs and cafe gigs for a while. Sure, yeah. Um, but you know, no harm in that. But I was still kind of like hoping for more, something more I could get creative with, and yeah, basically I had the same idea. Like I, I was, uh, I was like, well, I can teach guitar, or maybe I can even try and rope it into English lessons or tandem English. Sure, things. yeah. So I'll be able to put up flyers with my phone number, maybe an email address, and a few, yeah, a few people called, and I ended up giving guitar lessons just for a few months, actually, until like a a better job came up because I, I I realized. It was a good thing to try, but I realize it's not, I don't really enjoy it so much. Right, right. I, I think it's just, uh, I enjoy seeing them progress, but I, I have no patience if I can see that they didn't try something, oh, Okay. you know, and then I'm like, well, why are you, I mean, I'll take the 20 bucks or whatever you're, paying, you know, whatever it is per lesson or something. But I just, uh, I, I realized I just didn't have so much, so much fun with it. Um, but when you were, have you tried like, is it is like being in a band or, or songwriting still something that you'd like to try and pursue here? Yeah, man, big time. Like that's uh, that's a sad part of leaving Ireland is that I was playing music there and yeah, I was dude. in a band for years that had kind of dried up, but not completely. Uh, but at least in Dublin, there was a, a constant opportunity to play music live and or be in bands and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's that kind of that's an aspect that I absolutely want back in my life. And I'm very lucky. There's a Scottish dude who lives down the road from me here. Lovely guy. And um, so we meet up and we we play music together. Uh, there's also an Austrian dude as well who is playing drums. And uh, so we have a little little shindig going on, and um, which is nice because we just get to, you know, we're writing songs and playing music. And uh, it's a nice outlet. Um, but we haven't done any gigs yet or something. But that would be, I mean, that would be the goal for sure. I would love to, I would love to, like start playing gigs again because it's a beautiful uh, thing to do man it'd be so much fun yeah i mean i uh i man i feel like we're, we have a lot of we have a lot of things in common it seems like i i also uh you know was in new orleans and i was playing in like three different bands new you orleans know? is a good place for the tunes good place Dude, for music yeah absolutely absolutely i'd say From, it's a huge scene absolutely yeah it's um you know hundreds of venues open for, of all of all genres every seven nights a week most uh, of the i can time. only imagine man yeah and, and like if you're a, a musician who's trying to get better, you, you it's the it's the best place to be, because not only is there kind of constantly this buzz of you hearing people around you who are extremely good. Mm. So you have this kind of like it's not even like an unhealthy thing of like jealousy. It's like you have a really healthy competition of like, yeah, yeah. oh, I never thought about like this jazzy structure before. That's so not my thing, but maybe I can try something. Hey, can you show me? Oh, yeah, man. So it's this, you know, if you do your fingers like this, it's a mm. D flat seven, nine. And then they I had people, so many great talented guitarists uh, showing me simpler ways to do chord structures. I was trying to kind of map out by ear because uh, I, I taught myself guitar when I was a teenager. So Sweet. I have kind of funky unorthodox hand structures on things right. because I um like I I had this little it was my dad's acoustic guitar that he never played and one day I just found it and got I, I don't I don't know why I decided that day to start trying it but there was a little um like off brand cheap guitar little um like chord book inside the bag 
Yeah. And uh, all it had was like the tab, you know, it was like the string and then like the dots. Ah, yes. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, this would be E major. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, or just E or whatever. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And then I ended up just putting my fingers where they felt most comfortable. Right, right. So, so my bar chords, yeah. <laughs> like the ring finger and the pinky are reversed. Okay. And the same with the E. Um, like a lot of people put that middle finger first, I think. And for me, it's like a like a C, like this line. It's like the ring finger first. Ah, okay. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But it also kind of freed up things for me because pretty early on, I was really into finger picking because I was super into like that freewheeling Bob Dylan album. Right, and yeah. The way he picks like North Country and stuff was, or, or so many great songs on that record. Um, I realized as I was trying to learn them, that I had so much freedom with my with my thumb. Hmm. And pretty early on, I realized I could do this overlap thing for certain bass notes or like, yeah, yeah. Not, not to get all inside baseball for people who don't play music, but like, you know, when you play a that D. That is a big door. When that, when that door opens, once you realize you can get the thumb action going and do the bass, oh. that's, a, that's, a, that's a huge breakthrough, isn't it, on guitar? Dude, and I have I have abused it. I have abused it religiously <laughs> ever since. I, I probably even use it too much on when I really don't have to. But um, like getting my favorite thing is like play, when you're like walking down um, like from G, I don't know, let's say down to E having that uh, that D with the thumb on the F sharp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice yeah beautiful uh, <laughs> it's such a nice feel like yeah i got it it's like yeah. this just deeper richer thing um uh, no but that makes total sense about you about how you about how you got here and stuff and every time i've talked to a different creator thus far because I'm, I'm just trying to i feel like i should backtrack on that a little bit i i've i've really been paying attention to how many great content creators there there are now it seems uh, of, of like this community of people I'm I'm getting some guests too on the show who have nothing to do with Germany, but um, are just funny creators. But um, I, I was kind of doing like not determined research, but just sort of nonchalantly seeing like, oh, there are so many people who kind of have a different angle or like a different uh, approach to this, but that we're all kind of voicing um, the same struggle of being different or or seeing these weird yeah. behaviors and. Um, that's why I was really, I was really, I, uh, your videos are so funny. I saw the new one, the Germinator. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, and people send me your videos constantly. Likewise, man. Likewise. It's, it's crazy. Um, and it's so cool to see that. And it's it, like, I, I was able to get, um, yeah, like Austrian Kiwi, which his stuff is really, really niche and really, um, what his, what I noticed is different about his thing is he's very pro, it seems like very pro Austria. Like he's very supportive yeah, actually, and yeah. uplifting of Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. I mean, I think Austrians love that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, that's. I think that's a good angle for him to go to because why not? Because it's like it's it's overshadowed by Germany, you know. And I think it's a good thing. It's probably it, why not take that angle? It's like because Austrians should be proud of Austria, and uh, you know, it's uh, yeah. I guess in the in that kind of because with a similar language, it's similar in Ireland and England. I think you know Irish people sometimes we feel a little bit overshadowed by. England next door, um, sure, and I so I can kind of relate to that in a sense, um, in in that way, yeah. What were some of the first, uh, like you know, as a as a musician and as um, someone who did these historical tours and things? When did you decide, or you know, what was like the first sort of concept for a video where you thought, um, because a lot of people have an idea of something like that, but then you know, get too shy or think that they're not funny enough to do it. And I think it's so cool when someone follows through 
because mm. sometimes the payback or the reward is so great. Like, you you know, you've seen your audience grow so much and the videos are super funny. So like, what was the first video concept where you're like, why don't I just try and do this? And like, when was it? Yeah. Um, so I had been doing a different kind of like a different, completely different comedy stuff before uh, in, in Ireland. I should backtrack slightly. In Ireland, I was an actor. Um, that was my kind of main uh, uh, pursuit oh, okay. and um mm-hmm. so i trained in acting and i was it was i was doing it professionally um not like uh not flat out wasn't going amazingly but it was tipping away enough that it was um that it was a job of sorts mm-hmm. and uh so then when i came over to germany i thought oh that was a that was a big thing for me where i was like i'll have to have to quit the acting because i won't be able to continue doing it o- over here realistically um but um yeah, so I started just a, a random a com- a different comedy channel. Started doing some random videos. Uh, you know, no, nothing too nothing too great. Uh, got a little bit of traction, but uh, mainly just my friends and stuff from from home watching it. Anyway, my partner was telling me the whole time she was saying, um, "Do uh, German Irish cultural comparison videos." And for basically, yeah. So for like two, the first two years, I was like, no way. I was like, no, not a chance. I was like, uh, she was like, come on. She was like, why not? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, it seemed it's, I, I couldn't visualize it or I couldn't, um, I, I, it didn't feel me or something. I was making these more very niche, weird uh, kind of things. And I couldn't, I didn't, I yeah, basically couldn't see me in it. Anyway, then I started seeing um, Liam's videos started popping up on Instagram for me and I started to see them and then also your videos. And then I started to see some other like basically I started to become aware of the other people in the niche. And I saw the videos and it just kind of was in the back of my head, you know, and I was thinking, ah, this this could be something, you know, and um, it took a long time for me to finalize how the, what I how I would do it or what the vibe would be. Anyway, I went into the forest one day. I was like, right, let's going to try and brainstorm some ideas. I actually climbed up a tree and sat in a tree for about a half an hour. It was very poetic, man. Uh, <laughs> as a, a pontificating up a tree, and um, I came up with a really overly complex idea that um, this Irish man be walking through a forest and he'd meet this German, and I had this big script in my head. And I came home with the idea to film that, and then I ended up scrapping it on a on a complete whim. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I'm just going to um." I was walking in the door into the kitchen and I said, oh, maybe I'll just walk in as an Irish man. I'll say, um, oh, excuse me. Sorry, sorry. And then the German can walk in and go, hello. And uh, to get people's attention. And right. I was like, all right, that'll take me like eight seconds. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's an easier place to start. So I did that. <laughs> Not nothing off. I put it up on TikTok. And the next day, I woke up the next day and there was 500 followers on the channel. And I thought, holy shitballs. Yeah. Uh, so that was how it started. And yeah. then, so then, yeah, I just, uh, I was right, just put the head down and started working away at that man. But that was, yeah, that was how it kicked off. Were you uploading primarily to TikTok first before you started uploading to both? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I, st- it's, um, I started the Irishman channel on TikTok and then, uh, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks later or something. So very soon afterwards, I put them on, on the Instagram as well. Um, but the TikTok was the one that took off first and then the Instagram was a bit slower. And then, yeah, it's, it's kind of coming on then as well. Yeah, dude. I mean, your TikTok's really big right now. That's really cool. Um, when you, I had, a, I had a question lined up and then I looked up your channel. Oh, um, did you have this feeling too that when you were uploading to TikTok, the first handful of videos, 
that the, the the growth was so fast that you kind of worried that it was like I thought it was like I had never experienced any like I had struggled I don't know how many a decade at least you know to try and get some followers on Instagram for for other things like for music primarily or whatever sure, I yeah. was I wasn't being funny on there but I I I wasn't even considering like putting this you know part of me into these videos it was only sort of trying to get some sort of traction with music. And I was struggling and struggling and struggling. And then I just kind of tried a couple of funny videos on TikTok once. And same as you said, like the 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 amount of views or whatever was, I don't know, a hundred times more than I'd ever gotten before. And then I had like after a few videos, whatever, my first thousand followers or two thousand followers. And I was like, that took me eight years to get on Instagram. <laughs> like, what what? What? Yeah, yeah. Did you have the yeah, same experience where it was like super fast? Super, fa- yeah. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I didn't. I never imagined that that would happen. It's uh, crazy. I did, really, didn't think that would happen. Um, because just yeah, my, my experience previously was just well, I just had one comedy channel, but it was like super slow and super small, like you know, very, very small. And then that one just, I, I yeah, I was, I was flabbergasted by how quickly it grew and how. Um, well, it was received by the Germans as well. I was afraid yeah. that the Germans would be pissed off, man, or start like be, or be offended and stuff. Um, but they can really take a great joke, and they and they they seem to really like it. And um, so so yeah, I I yeah, it was a, it was a really nice surprise for sure. I was really impressed by that too. How good the Germans can take a joke. It's really like I I, I when I talked to Liam, I um. I, we had he talked about I was asking him about like any malicious comments or any kind of mean messages and maybe every once in a while there's someone who doesn't quite get it but there was a uh, a comment once that I loved it was on a video or I made fun of the Germans somehow and uh, one of the comments was uh, not to be the German here but I don't think this is very funny <laughs> <laughs> I was like but very that's German. so funny that's yeah. so good. <laughs> I mean, have you ever had messages? Uh, I probably not, right? Because they take the joke so well. Have you had many people saying like, hey, "Excuse I, me, that's not so funny." I actually think nothing, man. From the Germans, nothing. That's actually awesome. it came from the Irish people. Uh, the only negative really? stuff has actually come from the Irish, as far as I can remember. There, there might have been one or two German comments that were a little bit offended, but I, I, I don't actually think so. I put out a video about um. Oh yeah, the names, Irish names, Irish versus German names. Oh yeah, Irish right. names are, are like Siobhan or uh, Aoife and these. Uh, they're right. beautiful Irish names, but when you spell them uh, it, 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 in English, the kind of phonetics of it, it look it, it looks very crazy. So it, it if you were to read it uh, with English phonetics, it's it's it seems quite crazy. Anyway, yeah, the Siobhan Siobhan a, really trips me. Up. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Irish people got offended by that man, and like, uh, really? which which that really surprised me, um, which I wasn't really prepared for. But I don't know what I mean. Look, who knows? I it's it's obviously just a joke, but people got quite defensive over the the Irish language. I guess some people feel um feel a bit defensive over, it. and that's fine. I guess you know whatever. It's it, it rubbed some people up the wrong way, but uh, yeah, I. But you're I not living there, so who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Um, mo- look, that being said, most people just uh, understood it was a joke or whatever. But, um, but, yeah. but, but, and the, the one that pops out that was the the one time I think really where there was some pushback, and it was from Irish people rather than Germans, which is which was interesting. 
That's yeah, that's that's actually pretty funny how that works. Uh, I was trying to think if I ever had any. I don't think I ever had any pushback from any. I mean, not that I saw. I don't think I've ever had any pushbacks from Americans because there was there was a good stretch. I mean, it depends on the video I'm trying to make, I guess. But I tend to try and toe that line, mm. uh, and I'm I'm sure you feel this way too between between Irish and, and German cultures. But like when I mock, if I have a scene, if I have a skit where uh, me playing an American is talking to me playing a German, I try to kind of make fun of both of them. Sure. Yeah. Just show that they're both absurd because it's so, there's there are plenty of things to make fun of about both, and there's no reason totally, to make yeah. one look better than the other. Um, so I do try to mock them, but I don't think I ever had any Americans that I know of um, really reaching out to say that this isn't funny or this isn't cool, which is interesting. Yeah. I guess the algorithm is probably not showing my soft, sensitive, highly liberal <laughs> videos to anybody <laughs> who would get offended anyway. You know? Yeah. 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 Like I, uh, the, one of the earlier videos I made when things were were catching on with this German character that I was doing, I, I basically went right in. I was visiting my parents in Tennessee, actually, and I went into my dad's closet and got some camouflage gloves, some hunting gloves, and like a camouflage um, hunting hat, hmm. and um, pretended to be someone who you would see in that in that part of town, like this kind of but, tough, yeah. conservative, really country talking roof like that kind of guy and that he would talk to a very innocent german guy this johannes guy who's very very yeah, he's, very he's great character <laughs> thanks i love you uh, he's like kind of naive and and doesn't really understand any undertones or anything <laughs> uh and i kind of thought well you know i i do want to make this joke but I, i'm sure someone's going to push back on me doing this you know this redneck guy um nothing that's great to hear, you know. So that's because, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great to hear because I uh, that yeah, I really I thought there would be more pushback just in general. I thought if you if you're, especially if you have videos that are doing in any way well or there's a lot of people commenting, I thought like a reasonable percentage of that was going to be general hate from people on the internet and uh, yeah, but it wasn't really. I, I I haven't experienced and it's it's nice to know because I think on the internet can be such a cesspool, you know, and um people can just be so mean and or just be so so overly offended by things. It's it yeah. can be it can be crazy. But it's it's refreshing, I think. And that's 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 nice to know that you also have the same experience that it's not there's not all that kind of hate out there, you know. People for the most part are are chilled and uh are up for a laugh, which is nice. Yeah. But yeah. I, I asked Liam about that and he had a good answer. It was basically like he He's like, well, people can tell that the videos aren't coming from a place of like ill intent. Sure. You'd hope so. Yeah. Or yeah, you'd think most of the time. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's right. Like, I, I think we're all just kind of being silly. We enjoy being silly. Of course. And, yeah. and being funny. Um, What was one of the more? Oh, let me ask you about this one name just because I see it here. S-A-D-H-B-H. Uh -huh, yeah. So Sive. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, Sive. So if you were to, uh, yeah, phonetically it would be S I V E. Sive. Sive. But uh, in in Gaelic, it's um, yeah, it's a uh, very different. <laughs> That's fascinating. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Lots of fantastic names in Ireland, and um, interestingly, totally. they're they're still in in very very common use. It's extremely common to meet people called Sive or Siobhan or or whatever in in Ireland, because I think in. In lots of places and lots of countries, the the real old school names have kind of faded away. But uh, in Ireland, not the case. They're really at the forefront, which is cool because they're very, very interesting names. I think you know they they yeah they're they're beautiful. Did you watch um, Succession by any chance? 
I didn't know. But you know, there's a character, it. obviously, called Siobhan. Uh, no, not not even. No. Ah, oh, okay. I literally, I, I, literally I, didn't I, see. It. I know. I I uh, I heard. I noticed a guy called Logan Roy. Yeah. Or yeah. That's 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 all. That's what I've kind of picked up from. Yeah, be, being a human on the planet while Succession has been <laughs> existing. But no, uh, uh, yeah, the daughter. Um, her name is Siobhan. I guess they they have like Irish heritage, and uh, I, I had never. I think I think I'd maybe heard the name before, but then that was the first time I saw it spelled out on some episode for some reason. Okay. I was like, oh, when you heard her character introduced, did you think, whoa, when you heard that word or you've heard that name before some sometime or was that a big shock? Is that weird Uh, to have that in a big American show? It was Siobhan. It was the first character I've ever seen in an American television show to have that name. Yeah, because I've certainly never seen that in an American show or even a British show or something. I I don't think I've ever seen them. Only in Irish television. I mean, all all the other names are pretty standard. There's uh, Kendall. Kendall yeah, is yeah. one of the sons. Um, I can't remember hearing Culkin's character's name. Uh, Shiv, Siobhan, and uh, yeah, the other ones weren't anything that I kind of had questions about, but that was so interesting that they they went full out um, Siobhan Roy with that name. I thought that was really uh, yeah, good, yeah. a cool choice because they also, she's she's pretty, um, not to dive into it too much, but she's She's pretty malicious. She's pretty. She's pretty tough, and she she she's um not easily trusted. So I like that they also shortened it to Shiv. Ah, yes, yeah. You know, yeah I think yeah. that was on purpose. I'm sure that yeah, was probably. on purpose. I'm sure, yeah. Um, what did you find to be like the most difficult video to make? Maybe in terms of <clears throat> maybe in terms of production or, or 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 prep or writing. And did you get the reward or the result that you wanted from it? Hmm. Uh. That's a good question. Um, hmm. I think. Oh, possibly actually. Yeah, there was a I done one video for uh, Lingoda, the language school, and oh, nice. uh, I done one where the character was talking to trees, basically, and that was a. Uh, it was the weirdest one that um, we conceptualized because, like, I do all the videos with my partner. Like, um, we we talk we talk about them together, we plan them together. She helps me with the German, obviously. And oh, um, really? That's great. So it's a real, it's a real team effort. And um, oh. we were talking about this. We were like, because you know, we were thinking, God, oh, what the what the hell are we going to do? Anyway, we, yeah, we, she was thinking, what about? Uh, she, I was pretty sure it was her. Who came up with the idea for talking to the trees, and I was like, no, that's too far out there. It's too far. <laughs> and uh, but then we were thinking, how the hell are we going to do this? And uh, anyway, yeah. So it was, yeah, we. There was, I can't remember the, the details of it, but um, it was a weird shoot, let's say, uh, trying to plan that and kind of like getting the trees to talk and trying to like make the branch kind of like tap oh, yeah. on the shoulder and do I all this kind I of rem- stuff. I think I remember that one. I think I did see that. It was, was the, it, tw- the twigs but, were like hands, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was a difficult shoot in in terms of trying to make it all work and kind of plan it out. But but I, yeah, but we were we were happy with how it turned out. So yeah, that was a that was a that was a good one, I think. I mean, speaking of things like Lingoda, um, when did you start getting um, uh, like getting uh, reached out from reached out to from uh, companies? Uh, yeah, um, early early enough, I think Lingoda was the first one, but maybe it was like three or four months into it. I think some something like that. I really can't That's remember. Awesome. My memory is terrible. Um, but not too long into it, and then. Yeah, and then like some lots like that was the fr- that was the first proper one anyway because we I got like m- yeah messages saying uh, f- yeah from random weird kind of 
nonsense that you, that seems not very legit. Yeah. Uh, as I'm sure you get uh, get it yourself uh, just from things I don't know, random messages rather than an email, like like some messages that say, "Oh, sell this or put these sunglasses on or do this weird thing." But it's it, it doesn't seem there's no you're not your name is not written down or it doesn't even say a company. Lots of that kind of weird shit. Yes. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, hey, at Irish man in Germany. Yeah, just like, it's, hey, it feels like we love yeah. your content. Like, yeah, it feels like poop. it's written by a robot or something. Yeah, and there's no like, there's usually no links. Like, there's no like, hi, it's Sarah from RSA Media on behalf of Lingoda or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And then like all these links, like here's our our brief. Can you send us things? It was it's it's always very short and usually very like all lowercase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so spooky. Like also with with TikTok, there's um, I don't know if it was this year or last year where you could start, you could sign up for or be approved for letting companies reach out to you, like via mm-hmm. the app, like through through messaging. And it's always yeah. lame. It's like there was one that I'm sure was a scam. I'm sure it was a scam that mm-hmm. wanted that. I mean, I don't know if they actually wanted me or if it was just a robot thing, but it was just like. They wanted to send me uh, like one of those uh, uh, remote controlled like electric cars that kids drive on on the streets. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, that doesn't seem legitimate at all. <laughs> that, that doesn't match my content at all. Yeah. <laughs> I just like deleted it. But um, no, yeah, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So a lot of that kind of weird shit. And um, but then slowly but surely kind of uh getting some more legit things um so hopefully that'll that'll keep happening but i don't know i mean <clears throat> what i'm i'm again i think i'm i'm too lazy with like or organizing i think do you, do you are, do you actively kind of like email brands and stuff or do you just kind of like let it come to you or how do you how do you navigate that no i haven't reached i, th- I think i've um uh, I, it's uh, not that i've never reached out um there was there was one um very early on um, way way before the the numbers were where they are now, I, there was a, a beer company that I. It's just a delicious beer, and it's so good. And it's only in this particular region of Germany, isn't it? Really in the south by the mountains. Mm. Um, but they have some smaller markets in Munich that sell it, and they were going to do um, um, sort of some sort of tasting with a giveaway of these, uh, like you know, like the metal foss that you. It's like a little mini barrels. Right. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, I'll do it, you know, and then I completely undersold my worth. Like if I look at what I should have asked for now, it's a joke. Mm. You know, I was like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or something crazy. Um, And then like free beer. I mean, I really just wanted the free beer. Yeah. <laughs> so they sent uh, me like, yep. you know, two cases of the beer and 200 bucks. And I did a couple of videos for them. Um, And then I haven't I haven't done anything with them since then. But the only other company I reached out to is very recently. Um, so in a lot, in a lot of my videos, like mocking this, like sport, this, the sporting yeah, yeah, mentality, yeah. um, yeah. I've, I've like directly mentioned this, um, backpack sport athletic clothing company, Doita a lot. Right. Cool. And they reposted something on their official channel that I had, um, sent them. Nice. And so I just DM them. I was like, Hey, really cool of you to do that. I'm glad that you can, you can appreciate the joke. Um, I'd love to do a video with you. I think it'd be funny to do something with you in my character, my German character. Yeah. And they yeah. they were like, "What's your email?" And it, like now right. we're in the in the process of like locking everything now. Super. Yeah. But that's I think that made total sense. Like just I, I loved the beer, and then like this company, you know, they can pay properly. They have the you know they don't have to do it if they want to. That's cool, and they they like my videos already. 
and they, they, they you can see when they like or comment something. Um, but the, otherwise, the other companies have, have done things for us so far. Um, I've, I've been lucky that they they've they've reached out. Yeah, I was sweet. like, I remember I interviewed, uh, do you know, Laura Ramoso, who, who, um, she's this Canadian, she does the German mom. She, uh, ah, yes. She's excellent. Yeah. She's yeah. Great, man. She's very, very funny. good. She just Be- did very um, high energy. Very, uh, very, she's a very good actor. Very intense. Uh, very, yeah. very, very, yeah. Very funny. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. And I, I really learned a lot. Um, she, she, her final product is so, there's not one nanosecond of fat on mm. like like her videos are so lean yeah if you know yeah. what i mean like just for sure so, yeah so sharp and um i I've, I've taken some inspiration from that I, you can tell like after i discovered her that my videos got got tighter like i just mm. like shaving off where as much as i could before losing syllables or before it seemed awkward and it's it's always a clunky changing process i feel like getting your videos where you where you want them but um when i talked to her um, about, um, uh, you know, getting approached by brands or whatever. She said, well, at some point she, she was approached by, I guess, like some sort of influencer agency. Um, we right, talked yeah. about it. We talked about it on this show. And um, I was like, and I asked her, because this is something I'm also kind of, confu- I'm, I'm confused about, like when so- so things like this are supposed to happen. But mm. she said that, um, or no, I asked her, where was she in her follower growth, like on TikTok or whatever, uh, before uh, an, an agency reached out to work with her to bring in more brand deals. And she said, oh, I think it was like, you know, something like between 100 and 150,000. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay. So that's probably about like where that that starts most likely because that, you know, the views... Is this on the TikTok or the Instagram or, or both? I th- I'm not sure with her. I th- maybe maybe it was TikTok at the, in the conversation, but maybe maybe she meant both. I'm not sure, but... It's I, I always felt like by the time I got to like 100, 200 K, I mean, at least on Instagram, too, because I, for me, TikTok is still so fickle. I'm not sure what's going to work or what's not going to work. But Instagram, yeah, yeah. like I think when you get to a certain response level, you kind of set a new plateau. Mm. Do you feel that way? Like you, you get like yeah, a I've certain no, amount of views and then it kind of stays like it doesn't really go much lower than that. It only goes up. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I think TikTok to me exploded. Uh, Instagram was really slow. Same. But then yes. one video on Instagram then got millions of views, and then it kind of seemed to be trucking along quite nicely. Mm-hmm. And now I think the Instagram goes faster than the TikTok now at the moment for me. I think the, the TikTok has yeah. slowed down. Like uh, the TikTok, the early videos were a lot of them were getting millions of views. But I can put out one on TikTok now, and it gets like you know, I don't know, twenty k or something. Same. And on the on on the and on the gram, it gets much more. Where it was always the other way around. And the when I started it, the the gram was always much smaller numbers. So I I don't know. I mean, like I don't know what the I don't understand it. Uh, I yeah yeah. But I'm experiencing I think, the uh, yeah, same I think it, thing. I think it is kind of plateauing a bit on the on the, on the gram. It seems to be in a bit more of a steady place now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the TikTok is slowed down. I, I, I don't know why. I mean, maybe so, sometimes they'll uh, put a video out on both the course at the same time, basically. And um, sometimes it'll do really well on one and not the other. And then the next yeah. week, it's the opposite. And who who knows? Yeah, it's know, so hard to figure out. I wish there was a bit more reliance on on knowing um, maybe not necessarily what kind of video will work or not, because that's always hard to gauge. But having like a more reliability on what numbers you're, you're going to get on a certain platform. Cause I'm, I'm yeah, in the yeah. exact, exact position as you, I started on TikTok, It blew up really fast. I was like, so shocked 
and then later started putting things on Instagram. It was extremely slow. One video on TikTok would get, I don't know what, you know, like you have one or two million and then Instagram, it would get, I don't know, 5K or like. Just yeah, that like, was exactly the same, yeah. And then all of a sudden you it understand switched. Mm. Yeah, all of a sudden it switched. Then Instagram was super fast. Like even in the last like eight months, it, it escalated beyond. Uh, and I didn't change anything. I just kept doing it. And then TikTok slowed down tremendously. Like I, I'll have a video on Instagram now that'll do whatever, a million or two million. And then on TikTok, get, like you said, like 20K or something. And it's so hard to gauge like, well, yeah, it's, you know, it's impossible to know what the hell is going on. I guess from our perspective, all we can do is just keep smashing it out and just keep putting it out. And I mean, it's, it's, it's out of our control, that end of it, I guess. Um, yeah. But uh, do you worry about like what times to post and stuff? Do you kind of subscribe, ascribe to that kind of stuff? I mean, I don't, I don't, again, that's something um, I have no idea about. Well, when people, um, when I come across TikToks that try to teach about like how to blow up your content, do this, this <laughs> every once in a while, I'll, I'll watch one of those just to see if there's something I hadn't heard before. Mm. But I don't think there's like a great universal release time in general. Like what, what I do is um, like a couple times a month, maybe, maybe more, maybe like two or three times a month, I will look at the insights. Right on yeah. on all the channels and see like well when's the highest activity, right? Yeah, and you know every month or so maybe it changes from okay th this month it seems like most people are on this platform at four p.m. or five mm -hmm. p.m. So then I wait and post try and keep him like a very regular posting at that time. But honestly, I don't know if that makes a difference. I really don't. Yeah, because I to me again it seems like it. I have no idea, but sometimes I post in the evening, and sometimes post in the afternoon, and sometimes one is better than the other, and then not the next time. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. dude. And with TikTok, also, like I find that m most fickle. Like with Instagram, mm -hmm. I can kind of guess around what time, more or less, just to give it a shot, and I usually get more or less the same outcome. Um, like like the new the new like bottom is is about what I'm expecting every time. Right. Yeah. Um, but with TikTok, like you said, I could maybe even by accident uh, unlock it for the morning and just go, well, let's just leave it. And maybe it does better. Try and do the morning the next day and it's bombs. Try and do yeah. afternoon, then evening. I have no idea how to not game the system, but like I, I have it seems so unreliable, like it's so um, it's fickle. Yeah. yeah, like sporadic and everything just changes constantly. Yeah. That's really crazy, but no, but with the brand stuff, um, I, like, like when I was thinking about Laura, when she got to 250 K or whatever, I kind of thought by now that some agency would see the potential in the, in the numbers and want to get their 10 or 15% or something. And honestly, right now I would love to have somebody, you know, I'm, I'm the same as you. I think like if I I'm so bad, poorly organized and I, I can get very lazy and it's so not that I'm like the, you know, not like the offers are pouring in or something, but like me trying to balance making something new every day, plus making stuff for companies, plus trying to like make a merch sort of a brand off of my image and make some like funny stuff people can buy. And then also trying to build maybe, you know, getting back on the live stage somehow, making sort of a live performance that's uh, some, nice. stand, some stand up, some music, like how to book a tour. I, I don't have a promoter. I don't have a booking agent. I don't have even an assistant. I don't even have a buddy that I could just, I mean, I'd, I'd like, I'm really considering like asking a friend like for 200 bucks 
to just take all these envelopes of, of like merch to the mailbox. I just can't do it. I just don't have yeah. the time or the brain to do it. And uh, it's a great like privileged position to be in. Like, okay, I'm getting a career going in something like this, but I really thought by now I'd have somebody like uh, some sort of like manager who could just kind of help me organize it. Like, Here's here. Okay. Here's Jordan's, you know, fees that he's requesting for this. So I don't have to be the guy who's like, well, if you don't mind, um, actually I'd really appreciate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's <clears throat> totally man. Um, yeah, I would like that too. I ha I have an agent in Ireland. My, my old acting agent is That's still awesome. my agent. So, but they don't, I, as far as I'm aware, they don't really specialize in uh, social media stuff. And so, like, when I was coming over to Germany, I had to, like, um, contact them and say, look, I'm going to move to Germany. I don't know for how long, maybe forever, but I don't want to stop acting. I basically didn't want them to fire me. <laughs> Your agent was and, like, uh, that's not good. That's not good yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I thought they were going to be like, uh, okay, well. Well, well, that you're now useless to us. So, uh, good, good luck. You're gonna fly in for auditions now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but like at the start, yeah, I was because it was an awkward period. Period at the start where they were still. I was. They they were basically said, okay, yeah, grand. But they would send me emails for for auditions, and and I would be doing the self tapes, sending them back to Ireland with the intention that if I got the role, I'd have to fly back to Ireland to do the gig. But in reality, I mean, I don't know how that would work. Yeah. Um. And unless, like, if it was a theater gig, uh, it's like what, like four or six weeks of rehearsals, and then the then the gig itself, and it would be, I'd have to leave here for huge amounts of time, and it would be very, very messy. So I, I don't know, but anyway, um, I, st I still have the agent in Ireland, basically, and I told them about this, and I said, like, what's the crack and everything, and they just basically said, yeah, that's great, and um, you know, they said how it works with us, the brands sometimes reach out to us, and then we just kind of like we push you forward. Now, uh, nothing has come of that since. Uh, so again, I don't know what the story. They have sent me auditions for TV shows and other random stuff in Ireland in the meantime. But um, so it's tough to know. I think I would absolutely like uh, uh, certainly a, a, a German social media uh, management company or whatever, the, whatever the hell it is. Again, yeah. I, it's all quite new, I guess. I, but I think a, a, a um, an agency that specializes in whatever the hell we're doing yes. um, would be would be would be good i think I, I wouldn't even know where to start googling for something like that there's a few um like a few brands reached out directly from their own like their own company marketing department or something but a handful of times it's been through a third party agency like a social right. media agency and um i just don't even know where to where to start with something like that when i when I was booking Liam, I had to do it through his his agent. Um, right. Get, okay. Get, you know, get get all the information through him first, um, and at the end, when everything was said and done, I wrote his agent um, like a separate email. I was like, "Hey, um, I'm just looking through everything now. I, I I'm not asking for your team, but do you know anybody in the business who you might be able to point me in their direction? Here's my stats. Here's my engagement. I'm just looking for someone to help me kind of get things organized a bit more." Yeah. Uh, and I looked, I looked at that agency that Liam's on and dude, every single, th this is also part of me thinking like, maybe I'm doing it. Maybe I'm too early because every single creator on their page, which is why I didn't ask for their uh, agents, but like every one of them, the lowest um, follower count was like, you know, maybe like Liam, like 1.2 million or something, which is huge. Right, shit. Yeah. So like everybody was one point, whatever, and up. 
you know? Right. And I yeah. thought, I thought maybe I'm just asking too much. Maybe this is how it just has to be uh, until I'm closer, closer to that goal. You know, I have no idea. Who knows, man? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think there's definitely agents that would uh, take us on or take you on anyway, for sure. Uh, but then surely they can't be waiting for people because people with uh, millions of followers is not. It's it's sure. Of course, there's a lot of those people out there, but it's certainly in the the smaller end of things when people are that big, and um, there must be there must be agencies that um, that take on people with less. I but again, I I I don't know. Um, Maybe I I should also just get more proactive with it and kind of send a few emails around, um, because it would be nice to just have another somebody working for you out there, putting putting things out there, contacting yeah. people, um, negotiating money and stuff. Because again, I I have no idea uh, what I'm doing or how much money to ask for if these uh, situations come up realistically and, and whatever. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, what are what, we can wrap it up with some nice questions here at the end. What are uh, first off, if you come to Munich at any point, uh, like for Oktoberfest coming up, mm. if you're just traveling through or something, let me know because it'd be it'd be really fun to to see you in person. Maybe do a little video together if you want. Um, I'd love to, man. Yeah, be that'd be great. Cool. And I, I've actually never been to Munich. Um, so really, it's it's yeah, yeah it's a uh, and it's only a couple of hours away. So I definitely will be going to Munich at some stage uh, for sure. And of course, she's lo- love to love to hook up. Yeah, man. Oh, you'd love it. It's beautiful here. And I mean, Oktoberfest is, is quite the occasion to give it a shot. I mean, if, if if you guys have some friends here you can stay with, or if you know, uh, if you you just want to come up for the day and take the train home at night, like it's worth it to, to just see it once. It's quite the spectacle. Yeah, definitely will, man. Not sure what the in, in what way we'll do it, but de- but for, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Because it's it, people say it's a stunning city. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And then so... <clears throat> As a as a fellow immigrant in Germany, what are a couple of things that you have um, grown to love dearly besides nature? Grown to love dearly about German culture that uh, you know, if you were to go back uh, home to Dublin for a while, or any if you were to move to anywhere else, you would keep these things near and dear to you. They, they're part of you now. Um, the cleanliness of everything, uh, the streets, man. Um, the streets. That, I think that dude. really jumps out to me. When I went back to Dublin um, for a holiday, I don't know, two two years ago or something, I was getting the bus back from the airport into the city. And uh, I was looking out the window of the bus and I found myself, uh, I wasn't even, it wasn't even registering with me, but I was looking at the shops as I passed them. And in my head, I was looking at the, the like the chipped paint on the side of the shops and I was going, no, no, I don't see that. Uh, that 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 that's not going to do. No, no, no. And I just those little things. And then I caught myself. I'm like, oh my god, it's I'm I am being Germanized. I was like, I am Germanizing. It's happening. I would have never seen that shit before. I'm I'm noticing chipped paint on the side of random shops. So, but uh, so I I think that's something that I really love. I take probably take for granted now when I walk around these German towns and stuff there. They're just super pretty. They're just everything is just in such nice order, and uh, so I, that I would keep for sure. Yeah, dude, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think something I'll always keep is um, now the the habit of like bringing my own uh, bag to the grocery store. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, for I sure. never, yeah. I never did that. And like when I visit home, um, you know, I'll, I'll you'll see somebody, you know just even get like a gallon of milk or like a case of beer and you see them double bag it in two plastic bags. Yeah, and then you get yeah, in the yeah. car and you see plastic bags, like tumbling in the ditch and the drainage ditch next to the Shit, highway. Yeah. And you're like home sweet home. 
yeah, know? yeah. Why? Like, uh, yeah, it. God, that is actually a big thing to mention for sure. They're taking your taking your 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 bags to the supermarket. Obviously, the fans doing the bottles, all the recycling. It's it's bloody fantastic. Dude. I don't know why it's not everywhere. It's in, it's insane that, that system is not everywhere. Actually, it's criminal. Um, some of the some of the grocery delivery apps uh, now pick up your fund. Like they'll take your bottles for you. <laughs> right. Okay. Which is pretty crazy. Which is pretty pretty. Well, if if you really have. Yeah, dude. If you're having like a lazy Saturday, um, there's a there's I think one or two of them that will um, drop off your groceries and pick up uh, your bottles. So it's like, oh, let's just that's so nicely German. That's so pocketed. Like nice, here's your yeah. fund, and here's my groceries, and all them <laughs> paper bags that you put into your blue recycling bin, and it's like all done. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Nice man, Lawrence. Hey, uh, thank you so much for for being on the podcast. This was so much fun. It was um, an absolute pleasure, dude. Thanks so was, much for having me on. I feel it was so easy breezy to talk with you and I really hope we can have you back on again. Would love to love to chat again sweet. sometime. Next time you have something to, to plug or promote, it'd be cool to have you back on. Um, stuff, man. Yeah. Your videos are great. You're killing it, dude. Keep doing what you're doing. You're super funny. Um, and I thought earlier that you, it, it makes sense that you have an acting background because you have a very, uh, you have, really have a good look for camera. You have a very symmetrical, nice face, strong jaw, <laughs> you know, you got a good, good act, good actor's face. So, so, don't 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 change it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs> Cheers, dude. dude. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.